The Xbox Drive is powered by the You, Me, and Capri Patreon. We want to say thank you to some people starting with our Diamond Executive Producers, Slimer Snarf, Lee Navarro, and Jonathan Brown. Then we have our Platinum Producer, Robbie Bobby Miller. And then to our Gold Level Patrons like James Johnson, Ryan Turford, Egg Shen, Sony for Life, and Joel Brooks. Thank you everyone for all of your support. Hey everyone, it's me, Sean Capri. I'm in my car and you're listening to the most horsepowerful podcast on the internet. It's the Xbox Drive. I'm on a Skype call with my friend Ryan Turford, the man on the moose and on our journey today. I'm actually in a truck. I'm not in a car and disintegration might be the 2020s dark horse game of the year, but maybe not. We'll see. So jump right in to the Xbox Drive. Bob! Greater than X. Hello, Sean Capri. Ryan Turford, it's a sunny day for me. How is it for you today, my friend? It's like 40 degrees with the humidity outside today. It's very, very hot and sticky here, which is annoying because, I mean, it's Ontario for you. That's that's what it's like here. You guys are on a great lake. You guys are on a big old like body of water. It's basically an ocean inland. I think that's yeah. how they refer to the Great Lakes, right? It, exactly. So if there wasn't enough reason already not to go outside... There's even more reason now not to go outside. Stay the hell out of there, man. Holy cow. Well, I hope you're I hope you're doing well. I hope you're playing games and uh and we find you smiling today. Oh, so many games, John. So many games. We got so a games. lot to talk about. You could definitely tell this is going to be the week that E3 started because I know. there's lo- so much news to talk about, John. So much, and not very many games, so which is nice. So <laughs> that's all good. Uh before we get into things though, I'm going to clean the garage a little bit. I didn't put this on the dock. But I actually received a DM on Twitter asking about this. So I'm going to clarify this here. So someone asked me on Twitter if we were going to do, at some point, a Q&A for the roundabout where people can write in and talk about their favorite games or, or complain about games not being on the list. Uh, nah. The answer to that question <laughs> is simply there will be a Q&A for the roundabout, but it won't be until the last episode. So the last episode, I split into two episodes. One's going to be like a Q&A and, and kind of the games I left, left off that are going to be like honorable mentions, but also yeah. like some of the feedback from the community. So um, the reason I'm, I decided to wait on this rather, because I originally planned to do one now at the halfway point, because we're at the halfway point of the roundabout, um, and then one later. But I realized that it would be very hard to answer people's questions without spoiling the remaining games. So mm, that's the reason why I decided to wait. So um, I, I just got a DM about that today. So I wanted to bring it up and kind of answer it publicly here so everyone knows that, hey, there will be one. It just won't be till November when the when the roundabout is set to wrap up. So uh, so should people be like dropping you like DMs or anything like along the way and then you'll just sort of like collect yeah, they it can, all and then bring it, I, bring it together? I mean, I'll, I'll put a post uh, like we normally do for questions around the time that uh, I'm going to be recording the episode. But uh, definitely if y'all have questions or honorable mentions or even some of your favorite 360 memories, uh, shoot me a DM with those just at Ryan nice. Turford on Twitter and uh, I will stockpile them in a Google Doc and then and then we'll talk about them when the roundabout wraps up. Again, it'll be in November, the same week that the the 360 celebrates its 15th year anniversary. So amazing. Look out for that then. But yeah, I just wanted to say it here rather than just because I answered it in the DM. But just in case anyone else was wondering, I wanted to put that out there. But let's stop this conversation, Sean. It's time for the <laughs> playlist uh, because we played some games. We played a few games this week. I'll go first because I know I want you to kind of 
talk a lot a lot about the game that you're playing but mm-hmm. real quick uh number one i 1000 gamer scored uh minecraft dungeons so this will be the last time you hear me talk about that i finally just sat down for like two and a half hours and said i'm gonna do this i'm just gonna finish the last two missions and i had to do a bit of grinding but i was able to do it it's totally done um good game i know it was it was so awesome to uh, go back and finally finish it. So I've put it, shelved that game for a long while. Uh, other game I played though because I binge watched a lot of anime this week is uh, <laughs> My Hero One's Justice Two, which is a game that I missed when it came out because it came out the same day as Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Right. Um, it's a game based off the My Hero Academia anime, which is an anime I really like. It's about superheroes mm-hmm. at a superhero academy. And they're basically going on adventures and learning how how, how to be superheroes. Um, it's a like 3D fighting game uh, that basically takes place over the last half of season three and the beginning of season four of My Hero Academia. If you watch the anime, you'd know kind of the arcs I'm referring to. And uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's a game I meant to get uh, play back when it came out. But again, it just was terrible timing because there are so many games coming out in March. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was on sale this week as part of the big Xbox sale that's going on right now. So I decided to pick it up and uh, had a lot of fun with it this week. So yeah, that was kind of my my takeaway. It's it's fun if you like My Hero Academia. And if you don't like the, the anime, you probably won't like it. So I almost uh, didn't understand any of those words. Like I know you're speaking English and about a game and an anime. That's kind of it. But yeah. I'm glad you had fun with it. Yeah, it's like <laughs> one of the, it's like one of the yeah, sale exactly. a big deal. Yeah, it's like one of the, it's probably the most popular current anime that's airing. Uh, there's a couple other contenders, but it's probably one of the most popular one out there. And yeah, it's, it's, there's a lot of stuff on sale. It's a really good sale on Xbox right now. And uh, it was one of them, which was awesome. So I decided to pick it up and, and give it a shot. Also, I'm not going to be talking about the Elder Scrolls Online Greymore this week because uh, it got delayed because of uh, George Floyd's funeral um, to today. So right. I will be talking about that on the show next week. So definitely look out for my impressions on Graymore on next week's show. But Sean, speaking Ryan, of new games, tell me about Disintegration. Dude, I uh, wasn't anticipating uh, getting a code for this, and it sort of just dropped in my inbox, uh, I think, on Monday night. And I have to say, I'm not. this is not like final impressions, not even remotely. I've played through the tutorial and the first like three or four missions. And to be so you did you ever play the beta when it came out a couple of months ago? Yeah. And we were both kind of like mm, on it, right? Yeah, I was very mad on it. Okay, so, and I, I it's hard to, like, I, I I did the bad thing, okay, because I, I the reviews dropped this morning, and um, I played it, and I was like, I was actually excited for the embargo to drop, because I'm like, oh my god, I can't wait to see all these, like, eights, and they, like, really good reviews, and because I'm really liking it, and the reviews are really panning it, and I just don't really understand it. Maybe there's something that I'm missing that comes up uh, later on in the game. But early on, man, I am so surprised at this campaign because it has these characters that I think are actually really interesting and the whole setup of the game that I had no idea playing the beta. I thought this was just going to be like a a floating ship in space and, and shooting little minions down below. But the setup to the campaign is super interesting. It's the the integration, the disintegration part of things is um, what is basically integrating like your mind with machine. It's the melding of human minds with machines. And there, it seems like there's like this almost umbrella corp or organization behind it trying to convince people you want to do this. You want to live forever. So put your mind into a machine. But then it's actually like 
like an evil corporation that people are being uh, converted to these robots for evil purposes for this for this army. And really early on, you're introduced to the character that you play as, and he escapes this trap. He's like, I don't want anything to do with this. And then like some explosion happens. He makes an, a miraculous escape and rounds up a bunch of other escapees to um, to fight back. And I'm like. I had no idea this was the 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 setup for and the foundation for this game, and I think it makes for a really interesting story. And the uh, like, even the, the the story and the cinematics, the way it's it's displayed, I thought this was just like a little indie game. It is completely blowing me away. I am so interested in what the story is going to unveil, and I love the notion of I'm in this like graph cycle thing, this this floating. Uh, it's almost like a, like a pod racer from from episode one, uh, mm-hmm. where I can command my uh, my my minion kind of colleagues down on the ground, and I can f- I can go down right there with them, so I'm on the ground fighting, or I can kind of direct them from up above, and they've all got different abilities that I'm upgrading as well. Some of them can create like this uh, slowdown sphere, so anybody caught in this magnetic kind of wave, they're all slowed down, and then I can pepper those guys with a bunch of grenades from my other abilities from my other guys, and it's like. I am really surprised at how much I'm liking this very early on, of course, but I'm like, I kind of said at the beginning, like this is, this could be my dark horse game of the entire year because I had totally written it off. Even when the code came in, I'm like, you probably like give this to somebody else. And, <laughs> you know, I, just, I, I just, I found some time and I woke up early this morning to play more of it. And I can't wait to dive in even more. Uh, dude, I just, I can't, I'll talk more about it next week and I, and I expect to do an extra mile next week so that I have more robust and uh, complete thoughts on this. But I was very shocked to see the reviews coming in, basically saying that it's like, it's not Halo uh, because there's there's the, the Halo kind of DNA with the, the creator of Master Chief making this game. And uh, it is a merge of real-time strategy and first-person shooting and almost has like a Titanfall kind of feel to it as well with you in this big vehicle and hulking vehicle. Um, and almost like the pilot kind of notion from Titanfall. I was really excited to see glowing reviews happen. Um, I know our good friend, Mr. Badbit, at the Trophy Room is also playing this right away here. I'll be interested to see what he has to say about it. But I'm, I'm disappointed, I guess, in the reviews so far that, that they cut it down for what it's not, rather than celebrating what I think is like a complete surprise, at least to me. So look forward for more, man. I'm, I'm enjoying it anyways. Dude, that sounds awesome. Yeah, I mean... The reviews I was reading this morning, first of all, all the reviews that are out today, the day that we're recording this, are pretty much all just of the single player campaign only and not the multiplayer, Um, which and the multiplayer was a big part of the beta that we played. um, So that was definitely very different. And most of the reviews that I read um, mostly actually uh, highlighted the gameplay per se that they didn't like. They, they like some of the reviews, for example, Dan Stapleton's at IGN, uh, his review uh, talked about how he liked the story, but he didn't like the, the gameplay and it got repetitive over the, the course of the game. And that was what he didn't like about it. So I think there's a not only that, but like this type of game just hits kind of a niche audience where I, I don't think it's it's going to be a probably a very divisive game. When it comes I guess, to dude. OK, first person shooters repetitive by nature. I mean, I just I always kind of get a little ticked with that sort of uh, like it's it's definitely more uh, varied in its gameplay and, and your approach to it than like Halo. <laughs> like, What are you doing <laughs> different from from Mission to Mission in Halo? I'm that's really interesting to hear. And I don't mean to like have my review be completely, you know, in response to other reviews. But it is it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of difficult. Just I saw waves and waves of like it's got all these faults and it's got like, it, man. 
I think the game is really, really good and really surprised me with the voice acting and the, pres- the, the, the visuals of it, I think, look excellent. The missions are, um, it's not just going from mission to mission. Like, you kind of stop and you walk around your environment and uh, interact with, with your peers and your friends and your colleagues. And they all have, I think the robots have great design to them. There's big ones, there's little guys, there's men and women who are kind of like oddly hitting on each other. <laughs> there's like this one pair, like the one girl's playing hard to get and the guy's all over it and they're just robots and acknowledging the fact that one of the guys is wearing pants and they look cool and the other guy's really well aware of the fact that he doesn't wear pants. And I'm like, I think the humor like actually hits. It's just got a really good cinematic style and dialogue and writing is good. So I'm excited. I'm genuinely excited to play more. What an amazing surprise this has been for me. Dude, that's awesome. Again, I'm, I'm excited to hear more about it uh, next week when you talk about it after playing it a lot more. I'm also curious to see how the multiplayer uh, changes yeah. things up as well from the beta because the I, my problem mostly with the beta was that there was only one mode that you could really play right. and I wasn't really impressed with the mode that was there. So I'm curious to see what other things they can do to change up that formula and, and kind of how that... Uh, uh, finally turns out with the multiplayer. So mm-hmm. uh, definitely excited to talk to you about that more next week. But Sean, we got to get the things moving. Let's, go. Let's slam the brakes on the conversation and talk about all the breaking news that's happening right now. Because Sean, there's a lot of news going on right now. Um, first of all, just a quick update from a story we talked about last week. The Mercury Store, the, the store update that's coming to uh, the Xbox that hasn't been announced yet, Pretty much seems to be real at this point. Um, there's actually a YouTube video that I linked in the show notes uh, from our friend Maca91 over on YouTube, and he actually ha- gained access to the Mercury app and actually goes through the app and then uh, shows off all the new features that includes being able to wishlist items, for example. Um, when yes. you go to a game's uh, a store page, it'll show you uh, if the game's on Game Pass. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of new sorting features as well, or the ability to uh, quickly find items using the search. Um, and just all in all, it just looks like a highly optimized version of like the Windows 10 Xbox app, yes. if that makes any sense. So, mm-hmm. uh, and which is kind of matches up with what we saw in the screenshot. So definitely if you haven't checked out that video, uh, again, I left it in the show notes um, and check it out there. He goes on, he checks it out for like 10 minutes and goes through a whole bunch of game pages and shows off some of the features. So um, that's definitely a good uh, video to check out if you want to see more about the store. And I'm excited to, to see if this is actually going to be the store going forward when Xbox Series X comes out or or hopefully sooner and uh, what else they can add on to things here. But so far, looks pretty promising. Again, wishlist in particular. I made sure to highlight that here because I think that's probably your and my both uh, most requested feature uh, for the store. <laughs> yeah, since 2004, I think. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, speaking of the store, there's apparently going to be a brand new Xbox mobile app that's coming it's basically being built from the ground up um it seems it sounds like it's very early in development um but we don't really know too much about it but it's probably going to match this same redesign um so hopefully we'll be hearing about that probably at the same time we hear about the store here which i'm guessing will be the next time they want to talk about like ui stuff for xbox series x i'm guessing we're going to get a big drop about the store as well as just ui changes like this for example Yeah, it's nice to see, like, obviously all the generations have been sort of unified and even console to PC. So it totally makes sense for the app's experiences to be kind of linked up as well. And we're just such, like, Xbox nerds that, that this actually excites me. Like, the, the Xbox app is, is pretty good, but it needs it definitely needs an update. So it's kind of nice. I get excited about this sort of thing. And well, now especially, I'm just curious, like, when is it going to drop? 
well, especially browsing the store on the Xbox app in particular is a bit of a pain. Like on on, on like the mobile app in particular, because you've got a it's got all these different tabs, and unless you're searching for something, it, it's it doesn't curate items. Like like if you go to the most popular page, it's got like Battlefield Five and like, I know <laughs> like two, games from like two two years ago as like the mm-hmm. top games there, and it, so it doesn't like sort things correctly. So yeah, I would love to see they've just uh, given up on it at this point. Change. Yeah, exactly. So I'm excited to see what they do with the app uh, and hopefully it'll add some cool new features that maybe because uh, I just want to be surprised by it. I want them to give me features that I didn't even know I wanted. And totally. that's kind of what I want to see from this type of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up in a game I like to call, can I convince Sean to play this game? Halo ODST <laughs> has been confirmed for the PC version of Halo, the Master Chief Collection later this summer. But in addition to this, Xbox owners can also get excited because finally, finally, we are getting the firefight mode from Halo ODST being added to the console version of the game because it, it it was absent from the original release. Uh, basically, when they added Halo ODST to the Master Chief Collection, it was part of an apology for when uh, the game launched in its right. uh, kind of weird state. Um, but they only added the single player campaign. They didn't add yeah. any of the multiplayer stuff. And Firefight, for those who haven't played it, is kind of uh, basically the Halo version of Horde mode, essentially. Dude, I actually haven't played. I was. I'm glad you said that because I'm like, what's Firefight? Like that sounds amazing. And do you have to? You don't have to do anything to convince me to play this thing. I am all over it, man. I can't wait. I haven't played the. I haven't played any ODST at all. So I'm excited to see what this campaign is all about. This Firefight mode. Wait, Firefight? Is that what you said? Firefight. Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm concentrating on, like, I might be ordering some drinks right away here, Ryan. It's all I'm good. in a yeah, truck. <laughs> oh my God. Well, Firefight uh, actually came, because uh, this Halo ODST came out around the time Gears of War 2 did, which introduced Horde Mode, so it actually came out, like, a year later, um, and that was basically their answer to the, the, the Gears of War team was including Firefight, and it wasn't really in, like, any of the other Halo games, so I was really surprised. Ryan, uh, do you want anything? There. Oh, no, Can I get I'm you good. anything? You're good? <laughs> no. Okay. no, no, that's all. Thank you. Oh, yes, I'd like some masks. Yes, that would be great. Uh, just one packet of masks would be wonderful. <laughs> Thank you, Ryan. I want to make sure I get some masks as well because we, we, I can't be, like, talking directly into the microphone. I want to be muffled as well. Just um, oh, all in an effort to be safe and healthy. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Did well, you know my, McDonald's is giving away masks? This is a public service announcement, to be, at least in Alberta. I actually don't even know. This might just be an Alberta thing. <laughs> you go to Tim Hortons and a McDonald's and stuff, like, you can get just free masks. Dude, that's awesome. Socialism. Yeah, why don't they right? do that here? This is, I don't this, know. is this is like the worst place for the for the virus in, in Toronto. And there's probably because they're not giving like away here. free masks, man. What's up with that? You gotta get like we've got a bunch of. I got a collection growing here, man. Just another for reason free. to be jealous of Albertans. Come uh, on I, over. There's lots of space. I don't know why you guys aren't moving here already. But anyway, Ryan, Halo ODST. We don't have a date. Just summer. Is that the thing? Yeah, just just summer. But okay. uh, we I'm didn't excited. we didn't have a window for it. Also, we know it's now it's the next game coming to Master Chief Collection, which is odd. Because it's not Halo 3, because I thought Halo 3 would be next, but it's yeah, ODST Yeah, because it's like immediately after Halo 2. It's like... Yeah, well, actually, like ODST is a prequel to Halo 3. So um, it kind of makes sense when you think of the timeline, anyways. Um, Does yeah, it sort ODS- of happen alongside Halo 2? Because I thought it was like Halo 2 ends and then Halo 3... Oh, no, he goes into sleep. Yeah, it's like... It, it, it basically takes place in Zanzibar after uh, the Master Chief... After uh, the invasion of Zanzibar. In, well, this makes uh, sense. In Halo Two, so it actually bridges the gap between Halo Two and Three. So it's just like like that's why they did Reach first. Yeah. So actually, it does make sense now that I'm talking it out. Yeah. Whereas before, I thought it was weird. Uh, mm-hmm. Next up, 
sticking with xbox operating system stuff because it's fun uh starting with the cyberpunk (laughs) cyberpunk 2077 xbox one x bundle xbox consoles that come with games will no longer give codes so instead Hmm. of getting a code in the box you'll have the included games preloaded on your console thank you as part of what's referred to as the Xbox Digital Direct program. Yeah. So basically, uh, when you boot up the console for the first time, it'll ask you to link your account, and then it'll link the code from the game uh, that's already installed to your account. So you okay. won't be able to give these games away anymore. They're oh. basically just going to be preloaded on the console. The other nice thing about this, though, around, uh, outside of this, is that you won't be able to give the, a code, the code away, but you won't have to install the game either because it will already be ready to go when you boot up your Xbox. Um, whereas so why is that a good thing? I don't understand. Like, is this, are we celebrating? Oh, so you this? don't that have sounds- to go, because if you're buying an Xbox for the first time and, and let's say you bought the Fallen Order bundle, in, in, instead of redeeming the code and then waiting two hours for it to download, it's just already there ready to go for you to play. Yeah, but what if you already have it? Like, I bought that Gears of War edition, and I got all the Gears games with it, and it's like, if I couldn't give those away, that kind of sucks. I don't know. Maybe that I'm being well, kind of grouchy one. about this. <laughs> yeah, you get another digital copy of it, I guess. Or you just, or again, you could just link it to someone else's Xbox account, I guess, when you put up the console. And it's weird. It's weird that they're doing this way, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things where I think we're probably in the minority where a lot of people who are buying a console probably aren't giving the code away and they're probably for sure. using it for themselves so i think it makes more sense especially if that is the primary use of 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 this the, the primary use case to just go in this direction but that makes uh, sense yeah it's still weird that you won't you don't get a code for it or you don't have any way of giving it away at least right now i would imagine that's probably something they build into the os later is probably the ability to gift it to someone if you already have it let's mm, say mm-hmm. yeah um, yeah that is built into their sort of system and infrastructure for sure yeah, so I'm curious to see if they do that down the road. But for now, the way it works is that everyone who bought Cyberpunk 2077 is stuck with the copy of the game. Right. I'm sorry. that That's just how it works. All right. Next up, uh, and let's uh, jump into Game Pass games because got a lot of Game Pass games coming to Game Pass pretty soon. The announcement just came this morning. Uh, and all the games I'm about to read off are coming today. So No Man's Sky coming today. There's let's actually. Go. A cr- there's a cross-play patch coming today as well. So definitely uh, you you and Chelsea can finally play together, Sean. Fine. And great. I can play with her from PC, dude. This is coming into PC as a beta as well. I am so I'm so elated for this whole story of No Man's Sky. Somebody should write a book about it. I'm excited it's coming to Game Pass. It's is is as a Game Pass ass game as I've ever seen before. So, dude, I'm playing that on PC for sure. Very nice. Yeah, even though I'll probably boot it up because I haven't played it since uh, I first bet at launch on PS4. So I don't have the Xbox version. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to check it out and maybe play some. With <laughs> and the, the only reason Chelsea has it on PS4 is uh, because we still have it from the library and we rented it before like the world shut down. So we still had it like these last three months because we can't return it to the library right now. Oh my God, John. I know. Next up, uh, Kingdom Hearts HD 1.5 and 2.5, as well as 2.8. <laughs> Are all, all out today. So basically, all the Kingdom Hearts games are now on Game Pass. The funny thing about this is that they never announced that the Kingdom Hearts games were coming to Game Pass, except Kingdom Hearts three. Yeah. Uh, but then they announced all the Final Fantasy games were coming to Game Pass. But we've only gotten one of those, and we have all the Kingdom Hearts games now, which is bizarre to me. Dude, that, what what an really interesting way to to tackle the whole like Japan kind of situation. I think it would be real. It's way harder to go, hey developer, go make this game like and make it exclusive for Xbox, and then have people who haven't really traditionally been playing Japanese made games on Xbox, so they're not going to buy them, and like it's just kind of like this this failed vicious cycle. Instead, 
just put them all into Game Pass, and then people will try them like they're trying all these other different games. And then you're creating it's creating an appetite for those types of games with the Xbox audience in a totally different way. And then also giving people who maybe would have chosen other systems to go, well, those games are now on there, so I can actually go there and find the games that I like. I think this strategy with Game Pass is so multifaceted and fascinating that I just I love seeing it, man. You love to see it. Yeah, definitely. I love to see more. Ga- I mean, you know me. I love Japanese games, so I love to see more Japanese games. Well, yeah, you're come to Xbox example. or just come to the surface in general. Mm-hmm. So uh, next up, uh, BattleTech is coming to PC Game Pass. Sure uh, is. Dungeon of the Endless is coming to Game Pass. Battlefleet Gothic Armada Two is coming to PC Game Pass. Um, the Elder Scrolls Online is getting the Morrowind expansion as part of the Elder Scrolls Online being in Game Pass, which is basically another 20 to 30 hour campaign that takes place in Morrowind. So definitely check that out if you are playing Elder Scrolls Online um, or if you're new to it, it's a good place to start uh, because I really liked it when it came out. I'm on um, it. And I think it's a good starting point. Um, and then on the 18th, we're getting two more games, including Thronebreaker and Bard's Tale Remastered and Resnarkled. And that's on uh, PC and console. So nice. there you go. Good list, good list of games. Finally, to counterbalance all the games leaving Game Pass, because <laughs> I don't have to talk about the games leaving Game Pass this week. The the, the weekly segment has coming to come to an end. Mm-hmm. Last bit of news, though, Sean. Before we move on to listener questions, THQ Nordic have done it. They have announced Kingdom of Amalur Re Reckoning, a remake of the original game that includes all of the game's DLC as well as new features and upgrades. It's coming to Xbox One on August tenth. I cannot wait for for this game to come to Xbox One. Nice. I'm so excited. I love Kingdoms of Amalur. Basically, for those that haven't played it, it's it was made by uh, 38 Studios, which is a whole story that I could talk about for 10 minutes, but I'm not going to. Um, <laughs> but uh, the main thing about it, though, is it's a um, like a more mature fable. So if you like nice. fable, the fable games, like a third person action role playing game, I think you're really going to dig Kingdoms of Amalur if you haven't played it. It was a really fun game back when it came out and it just didn't get enough love. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, the the whole story behind it is almost more interesting than the game is. But I'm excited to see that the game is finally like getting new life. Uh, thanks to was THQ there a release Nordic. date or did they just say that they're making August it? 10th? August 10th. It's happening. Sean, oh, OK, great. Uh, sorry. I. Yeah, no, I'm back. I'm back. I think I may have gone on the the, the hill of the Silent Hill uh, once again, um, dude. The closest I ever came to this game was I was at an EB Games one time, and for whatever reason, this memory sticks out to me of one of the staff members there going like, "You've probably never heard of this game, but it's like my favorite game of all time." And he went on for ten minutes about how much he adored this game, and for whatever reason, I I think I was just there for something else instead. I didn't pick it up, but for I just remember the adoration for this game from like somebody who like, I wasn't asking about it. He's just like, I just need to tell you about this game. And it was kingdoms of Amalur. So I'm right with you, man. I'm, I've, I've recognized the sort of like cult following here. I'm excited to see what they do with it. And I hope that it's a, a faithful remaster and, and it pleases you as a fan of the game and that it drops at a time where I can actually get to it. Well, especially too, they did such a good job with Saints Row the Third Remastered that that has me even more excited for this one because nice. I think they could probably do a really good job uh, with this game but again we don't know too much about it so we don't know if it's going to run in 4k and other uh, x enhancements that it might get but uh right and i'm just excited to play it again because it's on backwards compatibility so there is that option but uh yeah this might be the better option to go with but sean we don't have much time left so let's let some of our friends into the carpool with us it's time for the carpool first up from last week and this was a, a late submission from seamus because at famous seamus he asks 
what are our favorite special editions of video games? So, Sean, first of all, do you collect like special editions, like collector's editions or anything like that? Or I haven't, you know, I haven't honestly in a long time. I know like some of the things that I haven't really actually bought, but like just totally uh, I'm reminded of is the, the Call of Duty that came with the um, with the with the, the night vision goggles. Yeah. Uh, and this is going to be super embarrassing to admit, but we did buy the uh, I bought it as a as a what do they call like a birthing present um, for when Chelsea gave birth to, to our, our daughter Ellie last uh, in 20 when was she born 18 uh, and Fallout 76 had just come out and Chelsea's a big big Fallout fan and I bought her the the limited edition like the with a big giant like power armor helmet and the bag that upset everybody else and that that helmet is so awesome it fits over your whole head and I think I was telling you maybe off air too we put that on the top of our Christmas tree <laughs> instead of a Santa Claus <laughs> Really and cool. it was awesome. So yeah, that's that's probably one of the most kind of intense and probably more expensive collector's editions that I've actually purchased in recent memory. How about you, man? Uh, yeah, I mean, for me, I'm in the same boat as you were. I really thought about it. I was like, you know, this generation, I pretty much went all digital. Like, I yeah. really don't have that many physical games. And most of the physical games I have, it's because they're review copies. So I mean, yeah. for the most part, I really don't have too many physical games. I will say my favorite Xbox One special edition that I do have is the Dragon Ball Fighters one, the one that comes with the the metal Goku Super Saiyan statue. I have it nice. up on my shelf and he's like powering up. It's like a really like nice statue uh, from, from Dragon Ball Z. So that's probably my favorite uh, modern uh, Xbox 361. Again, I have a lot of ones from other consoles, like I have the, the Persona 5 one, um, the Project Octopath Traveler one, and some other ones. But uh, overall, my my overall favorite is probably the Halo 3 Legendary Edition one. Yeah, with the, of course. The Master Chief helmet. Even though you couldn't put the helmet on, it's still been a shelf, a permanent shelf item on my shelf ever since I bought it. It's I'd better still... that you can't. It's better that it's like a little, like almost like an NFL mini helmet kind of thing. It's better than... Like the, the helmet we have for Fallout is enormous and ridiculous. Like, where do we put it when we're not putting it on top of our Christmas tree? Plus, the the it's it's also uh, useful because it's also a DVD holder. It holds three Xbox 360 cases. Sean. Amazing! It's very nice. Like a, uh, like a Master Chief helmet would. Of course, mm-hmm. <laughs> like any useful one would. <laughs> Next up, uh, we got Edward Varnell at the Retro Code. He asks, could Microsoft ever create a new way to play games like Nintendo has done with Super Mario 64 and Okra Arena of Time? What element do you think the others would acknowledge to put in their games in the, that kind of genre? So, I mean, Super Mario 64 really revolutionized the way we play games. Mm-hmm. It was really the first 3D game that pro- had like cap- camera controls and like controlled correctly. Um, and it really just changed the way people like perceived games forever. Um, I doubt that because we're not going to really make a transition like that again, other than to maybe VR that mm. I highly doubt we're ever going to see an experience like that again. The closest I can maybe say is like Half-Life Alex is probably that type of game, but for VR. But Ryan, what um, if your body was the controller? Like what if instead of holding a controller, your body was the controller? That would be incredible. Um, obviously, Connect I think, definitely goes in there. The other thing that um, I want to jump in on is, like, Mario 64 gets a lot of credit for what it did, but Halo brought first-person shooters to console. So I think they've already kind of done that, and Connect mm-hmm. was obviously a thing as well. And then Donnie Reese and I were recently remembering, um, do you remember, I think it was called Illuma Room? Do you remember, do you know what I'm saying? Like, Oh, yes. Yeah. Where it would actually, like, project onto your walls in the room that would be, like, beyond the borders of your TV. So if you're looking at, like, a Vista, it would actually complete the image across 
your wall. And I thought that that was a really interesting thing that I don't think really um, went anywhere. HoloLens is another way that we've kind of seen them kind of experiment. So I think there's a lot of things that they can research, but it's just a matter of like, they need to stay focused. I don't want anything like totally crazy or anything like that. I just want them to make really, really solid games. And um, the other thing that I'll say here too, Ryan, is uh, people underestimate what I think is a really cool feature is is Drivatars. They've revolutionized, in my opinion, how you interact with driving games and racing games. Because you yeah, actually but- have Ryan Turford driving around and bumping into me because he's a super aggressive driver, if you didn't know. Really? Is that is that what my driver? I'm 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 not an aggressive driver. Obviously, I've got a podcast while I drive, so I've got to be like you know ten and two, following all the rules of the road. Drop off at McDonald's to get some masks and drinks. But uh, yeah, there's a couple things they've already done. So uh, yeah, got to celebrate. Yeah, it's either I think it's little features like that, or it's just the invention of new genres. So stuff like battle royales, for example, with Fortnite. I think that was a like a revolutionary game on the same level as one of those uh, other Nintendo titles. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to see more of that and less of the like shatter the world type of experiences like Super Mario 64 did where it changed literally everything. Oh, but we got push, two... They push cross-play as well, man. Like a lot of stuff and uh, a lot of things that we've been really liking this generation. But we got to move on, I guess. We got we got two lightning round questions, uh, both from Todd Oxtra at Toxtra. So first lightning round question, uh, Boof, Mary Kill, Banjo-Kazooie, Perfect Dark, and Viva Pinata, Sean Go. What's Boof? What's the what's, what's the first one? Boof, Mary it's, Kill? Yeah, I guess, it's the middle sexual? one between Mary and Kill. Yes. Is that the sexual one? <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, I got a Boof, Viva Pinata. I got a, what are the other two? Banjo and what? Banjo and Perfect Dark. Kill, Perfect Dark. Sorry. No, kill banjo, kill banjo. Just kidding. I'll marry. I'll marry uh, Perfect Dark. You know what, Sean? The best part about it is, and it, you corrected yourself to my exact answer. Okay, which is, perfect. Which which is kill ba- banjo kazooie, uh, marry Perfect Dark, and boof and viva pinata. And last lightning round question: <laughs> Do you think we'll get a stealth launch for Battletoads in July? Yes. No. Yes. Oh, what? You're no. June then? Maybe it'll be June then. <laughs> no, I think it. I think it'll come out in September or October. No, it's got to come out. No, it's totally summer game. Or it maybe should come August. Out, it should come out sooner. Maybe I'm August. just saying that that's when I think it's coming out. August latest is my answer. It's got to be like, uh, it, it's got to be, man. It, it, it's coming. I'm telling you. Very nice. Well, before we go, Sean Plugs go. I'm taking a break from Twitter, but if you want to support the show, you can drop a dollar or two or ten over at patreon.com slash Capri, and um, your name might be read out by either me <laughs> or somebody much nicer sounding than me. Um, and also, no, that's it. Patreon.com slash Yumi Capri. Ryan, how about you, man? As for me, you can find me on Twitter at Ryan Turford. That's T-U-R-F-O-R-D. And you can find us on Twitter at the Xbox Drive. So for Sean Capri, I'm Ryan Turford. This has been episode 144 of the Xbox Drive. And we out. Bye. I don't drive to work. I get drinks from that one.